Okay, hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Innovations in Education, eSchool News' podcast on the latest and greatest happenings in EdTech. I'm Kevin Hogan, and I'm glad you found us. On this episode, we look at some of the latest stories to be posted to eSchool News with topics that include wireless technology trends to track, how augmented reality is actually becoming a reality, and how artificial intelligence can transform the professional learning experience for the better. First, let's take a look at a piece posted to eSchool News written by Laurent L.T. Theraville. He's president and CEO of U.S. Cellular. And the title of the piece is called Three Wireless Technology Trends to Track in 2022. Let's dig right into it. The first, he's predicting real change for rural America when it comes to access. He writes, a recent study by Broadband Now indicates that more than 40 million people in the United States lack reliable access to high-speed internet, many of them in rural areas. A primary driver for lack of coverage in these areas is simple economics. At times, it can be twice as expensive to build the needed broadband infrastructure in rural areas, and there are far fewer people to help pay for the service, making it cost prohibitive for providers and expensive for customers. But there are encouraging signs that this will be changing. The recent infrastructure bill allocated more than $65 billion for broadband and provides an unprecedented opportunity for the expansion of high-speed connectivity to underserved areas. While I share LT's enthusiasm here, I've kind of heard this all before as well. So I hope as these funds go out and these infrastructures become created, that this really will be a next generation where the, the infrastructure will be put in place like the U.S. highways for any and every American and specifically students who need access to that internet. Now, the next uh, prediction, that the internet of things will go mainstream. Again, he writes, you may have heard this one before. The internet of things or IOT has been touted for years. And while there have been significant strides towards the ultimate promise of the connected world, the hype has so far outweighed the results. However, business leaders I've met with have shared concrete examples that demonstrate IoT technology is starting to deliver on its potential, mainly due to the ubiquity of 5G networks that provide the consistent, fast connection that IoT devices require. Again, I'm in LT's camp here. Would love to see it happen. Still, some skepticism for me remains. Finally, uh, he writes, he talks about connecting for togetherness. Perhaps the most impactful change that I see for 2022 is reversing the trend of technology that divides us online and instead help us connect in real life. And the indications are there. Connectivity has always been used to bring people together. Phone calls, texts, video calls, and even social networks initially brought us together, helping connect with old friends and share important life moments. But much of the online social discourse these days is divisive, poisonous, and at times even life-threatening. When people can hide behind digital disguises and speak to anonymous and faceless recipients, every online conversation can quickly escalate into an us-versus-them division. Encouragingly, we are seeing a steady uptick in personal communication. One-on-one -on -one text messaging is on the rise, and after previously declining year over year, Phone calls, good old phone calls per user increased on our network in 2021. Signs that people are connecting directly with each other and not around each other via social networks. 
Well, that certainly is a positive prediction that I can get myself behind. Next, there is an interesting article penned by Simon Pyle. He is the deputy head teacher at Anson Primary School. He's also an Apple Distinguished Educator and an Into Film Ambassador. The article is called Bringing the World to Life Through Augmented Reality. In the piece, he describes how his students are using a new tech product developed by Discovery Education called Sandbox AR, which is an app for, for iPads. He writes, augmented reality gives educators the opportunity to bring the world to life. But first, we need to see the world. We enrich our learning by taking field trips to the heart of our capital city, which is London. Pupils draw landmarks, interview tourists, use iPad voice recorders, and make films using the camera on iPad, editing them in iMovie to bring those landmarks to life. Then, using augmented reality apps, we link the children's artwork to their videos and embed it all in a Google map. This means that anyone can point their camera at the trigger image and find out more about the landmark they are visiting that day, all narrated by our pupils. The thing that really kind of got me when I read this piece was, this isn't kids consuming AR contact, right? It's not them putting on the Oculus goggles and sitting there and, and just watching it. They're actually using the technology to create, which is always this kind of yin and yang uh, of technology that we don't want the kids just sitting there staring at screens or, or, or goggles, but actually taking part in the education deep, which is kind of cool. He concludes, there are some who argue that augmented reality is a gimmick. It is certainly true that for a long time, augmented reality experiences were time-consuming, difficult to create, and clunky to use. They were a bolt-on. Augmented reality has continued to evolve, though, he says. Today, thanks to a host of modern technologies, AR puts into students' and educators' hands the ability to create immersive, interactive learning experiences that unlock students' natural curiosity. So, uh, once again, we seem to be reading and listening to a lot of technologies that have been in the ether for many, many years. But now, as we kind of maybe come back to normal, some of them might actually be put to good use. Finally, I had the chance to speak with Adam Geller, who's CEO of Edthena, on their product announcement using another A acronym, artificial intelligence. Much like augmented reality, AI has been as much a concept as a reality. After a walkthrough of the product, it's clear that these technologies, though, have come beige. So the AI coach platform allows all teachers access to support on-demand self-analysis, as well as actionable advice on how to improve teaching effectiveness. They use an AI-backed chatbot to guide the teachers through coaching cycles that are aligned to common growth areas such as pacing and engagement in a lot of terms that I know that teachers know, even if I don't. <laughs> While inside the AI coach platform, teachers have a conversation with a bot named Edie, their virtual coach. Edie asks teachers to identify their professional goals, and then teachers analyze and reflect on the videos that they upload of their own classroom instruction by adding time-stamped comments. After the analysis, Edie leads teachers through summarizing the evidence and notes, and through developing action plans, they reach goals and increase effectiveness in the teacher's professional development and self-reflection. Pretty cool and intuitive stuff. I asked Adam to break down some of the particulars. Have a listen. Okay, Adam, thanks so much for speaking with me today. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. So really cool demo of the new AI coach. Congratulations on the release this week. 
Thank you. Yeah, it's been a lot of work to get to this point where we're ready to talk about it publicly and, and a lot of conversations in private with educators from across the country. I'm sure, and especially difficult during these crazy times that we continue to endure. Let's talk a little bit about two aspects here. One is the artificial intelligence. The second is the professional development. But first, when we talk about AI, I have just coming back from FETC last week, I can sense a trend coming in that there are AI features that we used to talk about in theory that are now coming into practice. I saw one piece of software where chatbots were being used to help students in terms of social emotional learning and mental health. Talk a little bit about your use of artificial intelligence when it comes to teachers. Absolutely. You know, I think first it's important that we say out loud rather than assuming that, you know, the phrase artificial intelligence encompasses a lot of different types of computing power on the other end. It could uh, be interpreted to mean that some of the tools that have been in place in the past, when we talk about a piece of software that could adjust to students' needs on the fly and, and offer a certain type of scaffolded question versus a, a higher order question based on what students did before, I think that's a version of artificial intelligence because artificial intelligence means the computer is programmed to respond to the user input in a flexible way that's not predetermined. Uh, so, you know, when we think about what the AI Coach platform represents, it represents a tool that absolutely has been informed by humans and experienced instructional coaches designing a process for teachers to support their professional learning. But it's in some ways known in advance and in other ways completely flexible to the inputs from the teacher. Uh, so from our perspective, what that means is, you know, when teachers say that they want to work on checks for understanding or they want to work on use of academic language in the content area, the platform is responsive to that and able to offer customized content, curated resources and advice around the topics that are important to the teacher right now. Yeah. And in terms of uh, professional development, yet another aspect of the lives of teachers and parents and students in this upheaval is a change in the way that a lot of teachers were able to receive professional development, right? So I, again, I was at FETC. Some of the sessions were full. Some of the sessions were canceled. People got their certificates. And again, BP, before the pandemic, maybe your professional development was three days of workshops before the first day of school, in-person and synchronous. Your product, your service here is something that is asynchronous and uh, has some different ways of delivering maybe always on, anytime, anywhere, professional development. Talk about how those things have changed when it comes to providing those sort of services for teachers. Absolutely. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, you, you use the keywords there. We shifted from synchronous to asynchronous, but I think we would add to that our expectations have changed, right? Because I think before the pandemic, you had synchronous learning, you had asynchronous learning, but there may not have been an expectation of availability of those asynchronous options. I think the pandemic has heightened everyone's awareness that it is possible for high quality learning to occur in asynchronous settings. I'm not advocating that all learning should be asynchronous by any means, but some learning can happen in asynchronous ways and still be extremely high quality. So as we were designing the AI coach platform, we were really trying to think about, as you said, how do we create that 
experience for the teachers that feels like it's an on-demand responsive environment ready when they are. And maybe that's during their planning period. Maybe that's for the, you know, one hour or half day release that they have for, for professional development this week on a Friday. Maybe for some teachers that might be after school as an extra service time. But I think all of those things and everything in between, including I set aside my hour, but then the fire alarm went off and I had to go take the students outside or the emergency assembly kind of thing. You know, in good news, the AI coach, her name, the the persona, she's named Edie. She'll be there, right? She's ready when the teacher's ready to continue the conversation. Very cool. One other thing that that popped into my head during the demo was uh, the use of video. And so there's something else that might be a, maybe a, a pandemic silver lining. I know one of the biggest <laughs> hesitations when we've spoken before is adults, teachers' hesitancy to record themselves and to watch themselves and even to communicate via video. Those days have changed, right? I mean, at least maybe this great beta test, people are much more comfortable watching themselves on video. Well, you know, I think that almost every teacher today has you know, done some on-video teaching you know, uh, almost all. And I think that that shared commonality really changes the conversation when you talk with an educator about engaging in video reflection, because it sure, uh, you know, I can't wave the magic wand and, and make us magically feel like, oh yeah, I love looking at myself on video, you know, because everybody compares themselves to being a movie star. And the reality is, is we don't have you know, makeup artists and lighting designers, making sure that we look amazing when we're teaching inside of our classrooms. But the reality of video is that it is an unbiased reflection, uh, a mirror on what's happening in the classroom. So I think as it relates to the AI coach platform, it was really on us to continue staying focused on the idea that you have to create tools that create a safe place for teachers to ask for help. So inside the platform, teachers have a video of their teaching. They are working on analyzing that video with the guided support, but everything is private just to the teacher. They're in control of that video. No one can see that video unless they were to invite someone over and say, hey, why don't you look at this video with me? And even at the end of the process, you know, there's an artifact that's produced. We call it the reflection log. Even that is private to the teacher. If they never want to share that with somebody, fine. They can just, you know, you hinted before at the, at the PD hour certificate, they can get the PD hour certificate at the end that demonstrates that they completed the process, or they could take that reflection log to a PLC meeting, to an in-person meeting with a coach, to a conversation with a school leader and have more data produced by them that helps them talk about what's happening in their classroom and really importantly, helps them stay anchored on what's the impact with students and how to increase student learning. That's great. Well, once again, congratulations, Adam. I look forward to hearing how schools start to use this for the benefit of the teachers who can really use all the help they can get. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. So that about wraps it up for this episode. Be sure to check back on eschoolnews.com for all the latest and greatest news and analysis for what's happening in the edtech space. Eschool News is always free and always helping innovative educators just like you. Until next time, I'm Kevin Hogan.